Welcome to the Weekly Dish. Good morning on this happy Saturday morning. Um, I'm Stephanie Marsh, the Senior Editor of Food and Dining for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. This morning, you guys, we got a twofer. We're being joined by Ms. Stephanie Meyer. You know, Ms. Fresh Tart over there. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Good. We also have Zoe Francois sitting on the mic. Good morning, Ms. Zoe. Good morning. I got a twofer with you guys because you guys live in the same house. And so... (laughs) And we drove in the same car. And you drove in the same car. And so I get to have... You know, health and beauty and bakery and Instagram and all sorts of good feelings this morning. We sort of balance each other out. We do. We I always think of it as, uh, you know, the savory kind of going on upstairs yeah. and the sweet going on That's downstairs. Right. That's kind of nice. Dessert, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> down for dessert. I super love that. It's so true. Um, you know, and it's kind of fun because, you know, in the food world, I don't know. We're, I was reflecting on... Some of my food friends, you know, and just that whole thing of like thinking about the people in your lives and how we've all sort of kind of, you know, clutched. And it was and there's like a business aspect to it in this very strange way where it was because we were all either starting food businesses or in that sort of a space where we were connecting because of that. And it's so funny how that's just become my absolute life (laughs) right both professional and personal yeah because it turns out that those are all the best people (laughs) (laughs) turns out everybody food people are who you want to hang with which is i suspect why you're tuning in this morning you know but don't you think i think there's something about the way that and i don't know if it's just because the food world opened as it did within the last couple years into that into that really the tentacles into blogging, the tentacles into access, you know, and self-promotion where it's no longer necessary to like get a publisher to be someone who is a force in the food world. I think that's what's interesting. Yeah. And we don't necessarily just we don't necessarily need you as in the media right. in the same way or it's engaging with the media in a different way. It is. And that's a lot of what, you know, and I mean, I, we won't get political this morning too much because of the fact that, you know, this is a morning food show and I'm sure some of you want a break and I get that. But the idea that there's kids out there who are stating their purposes and finding a voice and then that voice is amplified by social media mm-hmm. and everything else is interesting to me. And I was thinking about that and thinking about how that has affected us, even though we don't even, we don't really think about it because Meyer, you and I basically went and had breakfast or coffee or something. And it was, and then we were like, oh, hey, let's, you know, hang out. And then it was, hey, let's start a ramen festival. Right. I'm sure how that all happened. That was so funny. But it's so amazing. Yeah. That was one of the best experiences I've ever had. But it was, and then we never thought, well, we can't do that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact of this empowerment. I know there's a lot of like takedown on social media and and of course it obsesses us and there's a dark side to everything. But I mean, it really does promote so much more connection. I think there's so much generosity on there too. I mean, there is that whole side, that dark side to yeah. it, but there's so, I I mean, my business would not be what it was. No. If it wasn't for all the generous people out there. Yeah. Well, and you think about your business, Zoe Francois, obviously cookbook author. We've had you on many times for, you know, Bread and Five. And of course- I feel like this is where I met you. I think this might have been the very yeah, first time you and I met. The time. Was like sitting in this yep, very in this studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Aww, I know, oh, let's so have fun. a heart moment. <laughs> yes. Pause for hearts. Okay. So, I mean, but you, 
books are books and those of course they sell and they you know are great and everything else but you've really built this following on instagram and everything else and that's kind of that's like the the another feedway i think well that was what 2007 yeah first time yeah and it was just a different world because 2007 only you know didn't exist i know instagram wasn't here we didn't even have a website in 2007 you didn't we started it when the book was published. Wow. I mean, the world has just like changed it is in completely. terms of like book publishing and the content that's available. It's crazy. Yeah. And your access to your readers. Yes. You know, because yes. it used to be that you'd put a book out there and you had no idea how people were using it. And yes. now every time somebody picks <laughs> something, I see it yeah. on Instagram. Right? Oh, that it's is so. so- Interesting. So awesome. That is like you're right. Someone with a book out there yeah. would might not have had it all no any idea. sort of right. Yeah. And now you can see like they're actually making this thing. And you can you see? Do they tell? Do they call you with fails? Are they like? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they post pictures of like oh, not these chocolate so chip cookies or are horrible? I sub I substituted yes, you know this that. kind of flour for that, and then I didn't have that leavening, so I used a different one, and I used honey instead of sugar, and it totally didn't work. Right? right? Why? Why? I can't imagine. This oh. recipe sucks. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> it must be your You're recipe. Like, uh, not the actual recipe but but that's a big thing i mean that that you know it's not so much that they're railing on the recipe it's like what did i do i mean they're super curious and they really want to get this yeah you know they're enjoying the process and now i get to be part of it right right (laughs) and i have eight hundred thousand books out there so that's a whole lot (laughs) of being a a part of it that really is Is you have eight hundred thousand books out there like like sold or is it like in print or is it how does it work that is well it's almost eight hundred thousand that's a good question. Yeah, in okay. Print, sold. The publisher never is that clear. Are they not? They don't tell you the real. They don't. They don't tell there's us. There's no transparency. No. You don't. You don't have an app no, you no, can no, log no. in and it's see. Not, which is so interesting because I think that's the difference between going through a publisher and self-publishing. Yeah. You sort of know exactly what's going on behind all the scenes. Yeah. When you self-publish, you're like you're the business. Yeah. When you work with a publisher, you wait for that statement that comes every six months. And those numbers, like, you're like, what? What? Right. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's 800 from the publisher. You didn't start with self-publishing, did you guys? No, or, no, 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 no. You had a publisher no. from the get-go. We had a publisher. Okay. Yeah. okay. And did a lot of people, do you know a lot of people who start with self-publishing? Or do you know anybody? No. And then they go into... Sure. Like yeah. they get picked up or yeah. cuz that's how I always feel like there's some sort of trackability with that. Yep. Yeah, I think it happens. I don't think it's very common for right. that to happen. And I think for people who self-publish and are successful, they're not interested in being published by a publisher. Yeah. Cuz it's only the people who self-published and, you know, didn't they maybe made some money but not a lot, but if that got them a big enough following on social media and it got enough of a splash that they could get a big advance from a publisher, yeah, then they might do it. But if you self publish and it's successful, why would you go through a publisher? You know, if <laughs> yeah. you then you, the you don't get the same is distribution, yeah, 
you know, they because they do not do marketing for you. I mean, they do a tiny bit. They do. But it's really these days you do all of your own. But it's distribution sure. where they can get the books to into the stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a lot more actually about um, book publishing and stuff in the next segment and sort of like this, the, the temperature of bloggers versus books versus all this thing in a few minutes. First, I want to know, is there anything interesting that you guys ate this week? Before we get jump into that, is there a place that you ate or something you made that you are absolutely were super psyched about? Oh my gosh, did I go out this week? Did you well, go out? I'll just say that I did eat <laughs> yes. at High High last weekend. You did, and it was so awesome. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both had. Did both you have the brunch? Kanji. Yeah, had the brunch. Okay, because they're doing brunch now, and they yes. only launched that like a week or so ago. It was, I think. And it, I, yeah. Was so psyched to see that kanji. There's pork kanji, oh, and then yes. there's veggie with that kanji. mushroom. Yeah, mushroom. And I had the mushroom, and it was amazing. Oh my god! It was yeah, very. Is it a perfect? To me, it's like when you're in this February rut, uh, and you're yes. you got to slice through yeah. it. Yeah. That's exactly what you That's want. It. That we'd riced it up because we had the uh, kanji and the the sticky rice bowl, so which is ridiculously yeah. delicious. That yeah. sticky rice is sort of oh, addictive. So and addictive. They, they amp it with the right amount of heat too in my mind. Yes. At least the ones that I have had. You know what I mean? So I'm just excited that there's enough spice that I'm not feeling super Minnesotan about it. Right. Yeah, you're not just having, you know, sweet and salty. Yeah. There's the heat too. There's the heat. So where have you been? That hi, you were, hi. You went to, oh, you I guys went, went to Hi, Hi, too. Yes. And we didn't even go together. We didn't even go together. Yeah. Was, was it so busy? Unusual. Was it really busy? So busy. It was like, I have to say it was an hour plus wait. Yeah. But they have amazing cocktails. So you can totally <laughs> yes. wait. It's you can like totally it's, wait. And yeah. it's like cozy, toasty yeah. in there and all so the, the beautiful, jungly you know, it's like being on vacation. I wonder, of course, it's going to be incredible this summer, too. And they I have know. a giant patio and they have a roof and they have yeah. all the great stuff. But it really does feel like going to Costa Rica or, you know, yeah. whatever. I guess it would be Asia in this case. Southeast um, Asia. Southeast Asia, uh, you know, in the middle of the city. Yeah. I think and I do think there's a really fun vibe. And so hanging out in so the bar, even if you're not sitting at the bar, if you're standing behind the bar and whatever. And yeah, you're right. During the summer, it'll be able to kind of flow out into the patio and on the sidewalk and have chill. a lot of space. It's going to be really Plus nice. Plus they had, I think, 11 bartenders. So you oh. wait like two seconds. Two seconds. Oh, oh that is really yes. nice. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, we were chatting with the bartender and she said that, you know, this was formerly the the double deuce strip club. And so yeah. she was giving us the overview of, OK, the you know, the runway used to be here. And then, oh, my God, it was great. Just, <laughs> like, Here's where, these were the poles. The oh. ghosts of strippers gone by yeah. were all around us. Oh, I love that idea. That needs to be a drink thing. The ghost of strippers past. <laughs> I love that. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our chat about how uh, food professionals in the Twin Cities have sort of made their way. Maybe some tips and tricks for you if you're thinking about jumping into the blogosphere or becoming a, a food author. Um, we have Stephanie Meyer. We have Zoe Francois. This is uh, Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this uh, so far not stormy Saturday morning. We're all bracing ourselves for apparently what is going to be a snowmageddon tonight. I guess they're saying oh, about seven inches. It's so oh, beautiful. It is. I know. When you I guys loving it this winter. I know. Yeah, I know. This too. is a winter that I am definitely up for. Yeah. Um, and I am going to ask you in the next hour for, though, the downside of winter, of course, is the flu and the sickness and stuff. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some restorative things that people can be eating. 
So awesome. put, I'm just telling these guys she right said, now. I said awesome. She I'm, said cake. 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 <laughs> I agree with cake, just to be clear. Cake. This is why you guys are like the... <laughs> You guys are like savior and sinners. I love it. This is a perfect morning. If you're just joining us, this is The Weekly Dish. I'm here with Stephanie Meyer and Zoe Francois for two hours. So we've got a lot of fun stuff coming. Now, both of you, we were talking a little bit in the intro about the world of food writing and blogging and everything else. And the reason I was thinking about it was because... You know, that's how we all sort of joined up together. And in we are friends. We're not just colleagues. This is true. <laughs> because I've seen dark sides of you. And I figure that's how I feel that we're friends. But I am, I'm interested in this next generation. Yeah, we do. We do. But this next generation that's coming up, you know, and how they have even, you know, we kind of joined into the social media revolution and we sort of, we take advantage of it. And you, Meyer, I mean, my God, your entire business is based on electronics, you know, that's right. I mean, the entire thing of Project Vibrancy Meals is that it's a subscription that's not a paper subscription. It's an email subscription. That's right. And so... This next generation, how is that going to manifest, I wonder? I mean, like, what are the things that you've learned about doing a business that way? Well, it it was a little bit hard to wrap my head around initially because, yeah, we're all, we all, you know, our earliest and first jobs were all so concrete. It was this product and it was this work that you delivered and that was really, um, that was really what the whole focus was. But now really wrapping my head around what an email-based business would be. The, of course, the advantage is that you have really low overhead. Right. Um, and that's a huge advantage. Uh, but it's a completely, it's it's completely different. It's in, in, a, in a good way because it's changed. Initially, what the way I, that I was using social media, well, was really just for fun. And I know I met you basically over Twitter. Yeah, I think that was it. That was really it. And then it kind of moved over to Instagram uh, for me and I think for you guys, too. But uh, but it is um, social media was about promotion before. But really now social media is about building my email list. And that's the focus. And it's just changed it. It's kind of nice, actually, to have that focus. But yeah, email. That's really it's that's kind the of. Whole deal. I mean, but that's you know. So Zoe has books. She's got eight hundred thousand books out there. What does that equal in terms of if you have how many subscriptions? You have like two hundred thousand subscriptions or something. You know, like in those ways, it's kind of interesting to me. Just that it's a different. It's not even one or the other. Like there's it's it's there's just different and there's different values to both of those things. I think you have to do all of it. Do you have to do all yeah, of it? you do. You I think mean, that even, you cannot even start and then think, oh, maybe I'll just do this. Well, you can't even get a book deal now if you is that do the truth? not have a following. Is that, I was going to okay. say that earlier. No. You got your book deal because of your talent. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, and obviously someone with a significant following has a talent, sure. but, but you really got your book deal based solely on your talent because and, it was and the pitch. social media. The pitch. The and the pitch, right? right? Yep. Yep. Which was the original book was artisan bread in five minutes a day, yep. right? Yep. So it's basically saying you can make bread. You can make bread at Super home. Fast. Super fast. It's right. you don't have to be a professional baker, which That's a lot right. of people get scared of. Yep. But so that is a concept that when in two thousand seven we were saying yep. was like what? Yeah. <laughs> people right. were and you know, and so now I think there's I mean, in those last whatever you know, years, it's like ten years, eleven years, it's really kind of become an like the food world has blossomed and everything else but so now now you had and this is specifically interesting because you were at the wedge table the other night with a bunch of other you know women food authors in town with Beth Dooley and Sarah Kiefer and all those guys Mm -hmm. 
And so they all have books as well, but they came at it after you. And they, you know, maybe Beth was the first. Maybe Beth, Beth yeah. was along with you in that. Yeah. When was oh, her? No, Beth, Beth and Lucia yeah. had their book before. Um, before all of us. Yeah. 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 She's been she's been doing publishing. And, yeah. And she's, I love that book. Oh, I've had cool. that book no. since. I think I, I mean, it must have been published what is in it? like the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. I think that's What right. is the name of the book? Why can't I come up with it that we're talking about with um, Beth Dooley? It's the seasons. It's the. <laughs> well, the. Yes, <laughs> yeah. We'll come up with it. But so you guys, you guys were all talking the other day and I was sad that I couldn't be there. But the things that I would ask would be, how are their experiences so different from yours? You know? Well, I think one of them, I mean, it depends who you're talking about, but like Sarah and Melissa came at this as bloggers first and they have just massive following. Savoring the seasons, by the way, is the the Beth did the book. Okay, go ahead. Um, So Sarah and Melissa came at it because um, they have huge followings on their Instagram and their website. No, okay, this is social media mostly. Sarah Kiefer. Now, Mm -hmm. she is such an interesting case study, I think, because Sarah Kiefer is Vanilla Bean Blog. That's right. And we have never had her on the show, which is just ridiculous. I know. I know. I think we've had a couple, like, misscheduling things, you know? But she's lovely. But she was sort of in our little circle for a while, then she was taking pictures, and then she was doing blogs, and then she got I met Sarah, actually, at Kitchen the market is that where so she came really to um my pizza we're so incestuous i know it is so she came to my pizza book event whichever year that was Uh and she took some pictures and put them up on her blog and i was like i these are amazing (laughs) so talented and she's just she has just the most incredible eye yeah and so we hired her smart (laughs) So she blogs for us on Bread and Five and um, and has uh, done the food styling for our books. And she actually just shot um, the photos for our latest book that's coming up. And she's a friend. Yeah. And I just adore her. And she's so talented. So and so she published her book, The Vanilla Bean Baking Book. Yeah. And then. I mean, honestly, the thing that happened to her was she went viral. Yeah. She invented right. the pan smacking chocolate chip cookie pan recipe. Banging. Pan banging. 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 And so basically, I don't know if the New York Times picked it up yes. or something and it just went crazy. Well, the New York Times can make it go crazy because that's what happened to our first book. Is it? Is okay. the New York Times picked it up and it went bonkers. Yeah. So we went from the publisher printing 5,000 to doing another 5,000 per week. And it was just, so the second the New York Times picks something up. So the issue with Sarah is that the New York Times picked it up as an internet sensation and not from her book, which is just such a disappointment because her book is is gorgeous. I know. It's so beautiful. It is. So so they it's could dreamy, have. In fact, they yeah. could have promoted the book, but they promoted the online presence right. aspect of it, which I thought was such a shame because that book needs to be bought. That book is. I. You know what? Funny. That book was on my desk and it got stolen twice. Ah, I bet. You know because it was. You know, it's the perfect it, gift. It is, it really and they were. Is. And then finally, I realized who was taking it, and I was. And she said, "Can I just? Can I just have this?" I said, "Yes." You she can. was just taking it home to bake. She was and then taking she'd it home it and she'd bring it back. Aww. And I was like, "You could buy one, you, you know." Could? But she was like, "I know," but I just keep thinking I'll just like find a couple recipes and really learn them. And so, 
But I, you know, the book is beautiful and it, it's simple and it's it's homey and it's not too perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's what I love about her stuff is that she doesn't. It's it doesn't feel unattainable, right? And, and that's I also a huge tell piece. you that she tests the recipes. And that is this amazing. Is not always the case. Is that right. not the norm anymore? Because it used to be, but it makes me so crazy. Does it make you to crazy? Buy a cookbook and have it not work. Tested, yes, especially and with baking. Yeah, I mean, my oh, gosh, right. I know. Right? No, it's just crucial. Yeah. So, I mean, that is one of the things about people just getting book deals that aren't necessarily. <sighs> yeah. You know, I not know. necessarily proficient in their craft right well i mean and that's the thing about i there's a lot of that with the how you know me as far as being a journalist and having had my life in food for 20 years right you know is something different than someone who has just decided to start taking pretty pictures and all of a sudden they're an influencer who maybe has no like business or journalistic acumen whatsoever and it's different and it's weird and that's you know i i talk about that a lot here because i'm confounded (laughs) and I'm I'm wondering where all that went or is going and so we're trying to figure it all out as we go and like we said it's the wild wild west out here and things are changing yes so it's very interesting so we're gonna take a quick break you guys when we come back um, we'll keep talking about some of this fun stuff, but also we, uh, you guys threw a winter block party that went crazy on the uh, on the socials because the pictures were so great. But I kind of want to talk about like how do you throw an outside winter block party? So because yeah. there's still time let's for this, do it again. I know, let's do it, let's do it again. again. Okay, so we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm being joined by Stephanie Meyer and Zoe Francois here this morning. Um, this lovely February. Uh, it looks like that they are saying that the snow is definitely on its way. It's gonna get going this afternoon in the metro, and then it's gonna womp. Apparently, it's big and heavy, and then it'll be done before the morning. Let's have a party. I know. I know. So thinking about that, this has been a winter. I, I'm glad for the snow. I'm glad for the... I'm fine with the cold. I've been okay with it. Same. I'm a, We're all winter babies, yep. basically. Yep. So, you know, I don't know. It seemed like a good time to throw a block party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys... And I think the, the Super Bowl... And all of the kind of great northern and yeah, all the, the bold, bold north, north talk. And all the great. There have yes. been so many fun parties outside, even last year. That I think without that, maybe we wouldn't have had the same idea. Right. Where I, it was like, oh, let's throw a party if it's twelve degrees outside. And we've done this in the summer. Yeah, you guys have had. No, a, we haven't. We've no, done you did it in the, the fall. fall. You've had two we did October, late October, and early November. <laughs> <laughs> It just seemed like summer in comparison. And also, we lucked out with the first one, I think, was October 26th. And it had been in the 30s the week before. And our party, it was 65 degrees. Yeah, that was a luscious day. And then we did the same thing the next year. And it had been really cold leading up to it. And then it was 60 degrees. Yeah. So that's why it seems like summer. did we do one for National Night Out? Yes, but that's, that was, yeah, that was that's in it, yeah. August, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was okay. yeah. Okay, that's so you're when right. Zoe that's right. offered a cup a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens at block we parties. We pizza. Yes, you have pizza and beer together. Yeah. Oh, can I get you a beer? <laughs> the look on his face was amazing. I'm glad oh, that he loved said her. Thank right. you, but no, they I did know. eat pizza and cake, and they stayed for like. 
an hour and they a half. They did. The cops did? Yeah. But that's the point, right? That yeah. is the Get point. to know your yeah, cops. Get to know your neighborhood I love cops. that. So you guys decided, now you live in the Lowry Hill neighborhood, and there's a great, you know, you have just like a normal street, you know, there's yeah. houses all over, yeah. and it's just, you. did you have to go through a permit process yeah, to block it you off? you get a permit from the city, uh, you they block it off for the day. It's you like get $40. your neighbor's permission. You, you do, do have to you have to knock on doors and be like, hey, gang, we're going to do this. Is that cool? What if you have one person who says no? Oh, well, you only have to have like 70 percent. Oh, you don't have to have 100 percent. OK. And then you invite the neighbors. And yes, please invite the neighbors. I did meet your neighbors. They walked over and they're like, they're amazing. Hi. And I'm like, hi. And they're like, we're going out for dinner, so we can't stay. But we wanted to come over and say hi. And I was like, oh, I like you people. Yeah. Like, you're good. Yeah. So, OK, so block. the deal with an outdoor block party. So then you 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 got to, you know, you cordon the street off so that people can't drive down. And um, you guys, I mean, we we were all talking about it one night. I think it was at your birthday dinner it when was. we started the theory that, of yes. it. That's, that's yeah. when Zoe said, I want to do a block party. Yeah. yeah. In and February. So, in yeah. February. And so. <laughs> the, one does. <laughs> no. Because you can have, because, you know, pizza or barbecue or outdoor right. cooking vessels. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just get John Whiffley to bring his 20 foot smoker to right. your house. Right. And put ribs in it. Yeah. And boom. Yeah, then you've got a party. You almost don't need anything else. I mean, that's kind of the thing. So John Whiffley has been on the show before. You guys remember Venison, his cookbook, which was spectacular and gorgeous. But he's sort of chef at large, and so he's doing smoker parties. Like this is like this is something that obviously in the wintertime is sort of novel and fun. We had fire pits, there were hay bales, but you can do this in the summertime if you're thinking about graduation parties. John Whiffley is a great source for this because he will truck that smoker. First of all, you have the best smelling party on. On the block. Right. You know? Amazing. I mean, and then just there's just meat and chicken wings and all the great things <laughs> yes. coming off of it. You can put any. I mean, he said, if I'm going to bring this over there and you guys are going to, you know, do the deal, you should invite people to add things to the smoker because the capacity is huge. Yeah. And even though we we made enough food for, you know, 80 people, um, I think we we didn't put it through its paces. No, um, no, there no. Was room. Yeah, there, there was, was room. room. So that I know because you guys are like, well, if you want to bring something, I couldn't even imagine what I wanted to bring. But, you know, did Eric ever bring his sugar? He didn't do the sugar. He brought a uh, he brought a uh, beef chuck roast. He walked down to Lowry Hill Meats, which is only a block away, got this beautiful chuck roast and put that on there. That's great. I will say that in the confusion of the cleanup of the party and some alcohol consumed and whatever, the next morning I noticed a uh, a pot with a pot roast in it in the hall. <laughs> it just ended up like with all the other cleanup stuff. And I was like, oh, well. And we totally ate it anyway. It was fine. I mean, it was yeah. smoked for so many yeah. hours yeah. And, it, sure. and it was chilly in the hallway but yes so that kind of sums up the party in one <laughs> fell swoop right I right. think that kind of does it's like all the good intentions but literally so we had how many fire pits did we have like three or four three fire pits and then the saving grace was is the tent Talk about the warming tent. Okay, this is our neighbor, Pete Summerness, set up his winter camping tent. Yes. Which has an actual wood-burning stove in it. Yeah. It was like a sauna. It was 100 degrees in there. So 
It was so cold that <laughs> night. We had. I left before the sun went down, P.S. So I yes. was like, oh, I got to go. So, yeah. So, well, we did not. Yeah, no, um, you were there. <laughs> we had consulted the Farmer's Almanac, and they had promised us that it was going to be like 25 degrees, which it was not. <laughs> it was 12. It, it was, was 12. 12. <laughs> I know. I did bring Jake, and he was a yeah, trooper for as long as he trooper. could be. But he spent a lot of time in that tent. He, but right. that he tent did. was our saving grace. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yes, it Absolutely was. Absolutely beautiful. Rug on the floor and little couch seats and yeah. tables Couches. and it, it was, was incredible. So but incredible. and so I think if you can, and that's not something that you have to go out and buy a wood burning stove. I mean, you could. I if you're going to do an outdoor party, I think just having like because you don't want people going inside because it ruins the vibe of the party. They won't come back out. They won't come back out. Yeah. So if you have yeah. like a little, I think you could do like a little tent or like a little like fishing tent. A fishing tent. You that's all you need. Have fishing. Tents. Yeah, and you could even run like a, a space heater Absolutely. out there without with a cord well, if you. The needed. thing is that when you're doing a block party, you have the houses yeah, right there. They're so right we there. just had like extension cords going to everybody's house yes. and yeah. just plug stuff in. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we had a DJ. Yeah, we had, we had a, a DJ. DJ and we had a big pot of chili that was sitting yeah. on an, in, uh, you know, an induction burner, which yeah. was had electricity. Yeah. yeah. So there was warmth attached yes. to this. Yes. And the smoker is throwing off a fair amount of yeah. heat as right. well. And yeah. And, and dancing. If, yeah. And dancing. There's and the dancing. There's, of course, the dancing, the boogie, if you will. If you will. Where did you get the hay bales and how did you get those? Uh, we got those from Bachman's. Oh, you and did? we shoved them in the back of our cars. <laughs> we, we did we a three-car caravan. How much, is a, how much is a hay bale? It's $10. That's it? That's yeah. it. So you yeah. just call and reserve a bunch of hay bales from Bachman's and, and then Pete go pick and them Jen. up? Have chickens, so they are now the proud owners of ten bales of hay. So they, are, yeah, so because they afterwards you kind of got to figure out what to do with them because yeah, that's right. You know, I almost wondered if we could sell them on Craigslist, but then Pete and Jen could use them for the chickens, and that's cooler. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have friends with and urban they give chickens. Us eggs. Right, I like that too. trade-off, by the way. That yeah. is a good a very trade-off. Fair trade. So okay, so smoker meats. There was um, Jen's chili. Jen's chili. Pete's she did Jen. that. Yep. So what did we have for libations? Talk about that. Mm. Oh, so Eric Eastman uh, made mulled wine. Yeah, that was good. And it was way too good. (laughs) (laughs) Dangerously good, one might say. Yes. Um, So I rented, uh, you know, the big Cambro coffee thermos kind of thing. Um, and so we had real coffee, which I think not one person had. I made devil's food out of some of it the next day. Did you? It was. That was the extent of the, of the coffee. Of coffee we had five yeah. gallons of coffee and we basically threw it all away <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah and I we didn't... got that from starbucks and then and then eric made this mulled wine and it was just uh, if you think that mulled wine is not delicious because you've had some horrible sugar bomb recipe right if you find he made it up but if you find a he decent recipe, recipe, yeah, he probably I should. I think he'd have Amazing. to remember what he did because it was a little of this and <laughs> right, a little of that, right, right. And, you know, whatever. But Zhuzh he did toss. say he's going to try to write it down, and Good. it was it was glorious. I mean, mm-hmm. and not just for Christmas at all, obviously. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I it's so funny because you there was mulled wine. I was like, oh my god, all I I I have that during Christmas. I put that out, you know, all the time. But why wouldn't I be drinking that in February? Yeah, like that makes zero sense yes. not to. That was it was my request because I love it, and I knew that people would love to have that. Um, there was we could have had more of it. We other ran out. Great wine because I and, found yes. bottles of it in the snowbank. <laughs> there was so weeks later. People brought bubbles, and of course, that's a very 
perfect thing. Well, we didn't have to worry about keeping anything cold. No, right? you just That's had a, a nice snowbank to jam things just in. just sitting there yeah. at 12 degrees. Actually, at you're right. At that night, point, we did have some. The wine in our glasses was slushy. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. how cold That's it was fun. outside. That's right. That is so fun. And then fun. s'mores for dessert. Yeah, you gotta have s'mores at an outdoor party, especially I mean, Zoe's. I know Zoe's made homemade, homemade marshmallows. marshmallows. I think on the Instagrams and all and everybody's posts, yeah. that was like the most. These giant chunky square marshmallows were just sort of in fantastic. Fact, if you go to Zoe's Instagram, Zoe Bakes, she has a tutorial on making the marshmallows. Oh, in good her stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I like that. That's good. Good hot intel. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So feel free to give us a call and ask us anything about block parties, about marshmallows, about uh, mold wine. We'll see what we can get on answers for that. About anything. Whatever you have. Our number is 651-641-1071. You can give us a call. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. We are in the Ask Stephanie portion. That means you get to give us a call and tell us things and ask us questions and stump two professional food humans <laughs> in all the ways. I'm like, not me. I'm a professional food human, but they're the ones who actually make things. So 651-641-1071 is the number. We already have Alicia on the phone. Alicia, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. What can we do for you? Oh, I just wanted to know more about those luminaries um, and if she could talk about how she made those. The, oh, oh, yeah. The ice. Oh, yes. Okay, oh, go for it. Thank you so much for asking about that because I had so much fun. Did you really? Oh, I loved it. Okay, so um, I was going to put up a video and then it got too warm, so I couldn't make them. <laughs> but um, I just used a six-quart bucket and filled that with water. And then put a uh, to-go container, like a quart-sized to-go container filled with beans. Oh. And duct tape that to the top, and that creates a well. Okay. Inside, uh, and then you put that outside, and it freezes. So you have this oh. giant container, and then the little container creates the well where the candle will go. But then I put dried flowers in it so that they would freeze So this is in a bucket? Water. Yep. Is this a, okay? Okay. It's a bread bucket. It's, it's one the, of her it's bread the buckets. Same bucket that I use to make our bread dough. Okay. Um, and that's it. And then you let it freeze, and you dip it in some warm water to and release it from to the release it from the bucket. Oh and my that God. is it. But you need a cold day. You need a super cold day. Does that help, Alicia? Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, okay. I I, um, I just actually hi. Took, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead again, Alicia. <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to say hi. It's Alicia, you know, Baby Will's mom. So thanks for taking my call. Oh, hi. <laughs> Alicia. It's Alicia. God. It's Alicia. I That's Alicia. funny. <laughs> I love it. I know everyone knows her by Baby Will. Baby, Baby Will. Will. Big, Big Will. Will. Big Will. We love you. Thanks Aww. for calling. No problem. Thank you. And I will put up, put up some pictures because I did take some pictures of the process. So I've been meaning to do that. And she knows about them because she was at the party. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> she was. Although you can see them on. Both Zoe's Instagram and my Instagram, I put a lot of pictures up, and so did you. Yeah. They were so ridiculously pretty. beautiful. That is a really yeah. good idea. Oh. We used to have those snow globes that you would make with, like, the... 
Um, with a balloon. Yeah, with a balloon. You fill the balloon sure. with water, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you you like have to cut it off, and That's then it's right. like you have like a little. It's hollow in the middle. Yep. I never did those this this winter. I don't know where those went. I used to have some. I mean, the balloons and then the, the mold because yeah. you have to like oh. have a thing to hold it. Okay. Sure, okay. You know what I mean? I've yeah. never made those. Uh, this is way funkier than that. That is, and I think <laughs> Wait, that I think so that's people used to do them in milk cartons, sure. like smaller. Oh, yeah. You know, so you'd yeah. have. A, I mean, do people have milk cartons anymore? I don't right. know. Some no, people. These are quite large. Yeah. Yeah, this was huge, right? I know. That's a good idea. Again, and even for holiday or just, you know, having them out and about on your front porch, if you will. Um, Remember, 651-641-1071 if you want to call in. We do have a question that came on email, and I'll tell you guys. Um, This is from Eileen, and she says, My husband and I will be traveling to Charleston and Savannah in March. And meandering down the ever more circuitous pathways of my brain, I think I remember Hanson sharing about her seafood odyssey somewhere in the Southeast U.S. But if you have hit these towns, can you share some tips or experiences not to be missed in Charleston and Savannah? Do you guys have anything? No. No. (laughs) You know what is really weird is I had this conversation yesterday with my stepmom. We were talking about Charleston and, uh, and how... You know, she used to go there many, many years ago, and I said it's really turned into one of the premier restaurant yeah. cities in the country. And she said, "What?" <laughs> Which is really funny, but I don't. I haven't been in way too long, um, other than the usual suspects, trip. you know, like Husk and the ones that get all the press mm-hmm. I know. which would be worthy i mean for sure i would love to do that well and that's you know there's kind of like um i savannah is a gorgeous city i've never been oh i you know what i went for a business conference in my former life when i was you know opening restaurants and stuff and yeah. so we did this thing and it was i mean just going around the squares the haunted squares i mean they have they have yeah. like little their whole city is laid out with you know, like some 30 or 40 squares, like public oh. parks. And so you, everywhere you turn a corner, there's like another square. Like London. It is. Yeah. And it is just beautiful. And, and there's so much, you know, like gothic hauntedness of it. You remember the midnight in the garden oh, yeah. of good and evil. Yes. That That's is so say, exactly is Savannah. Yeah. And we ate at a place called like Elizabeth's. I think that was just, we should go beautiful. Yeah, Why should we, we totally should. I was going to say road good trip, idea. but none of us want to be I know. that long. Right. I do know there's like, I think the river house <laughs> seafood was one of the places that was supposed to be uh, really, really great. And then Savannah seafood shack. If anybody else wants to call in and let us know if you have any, Charleston or Savannah Intel, but that sounds like a really good low country girls trip. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, Absolutely. it sounds like heaven. Yeah, right. I, I would wish totally we could go. go tomorrow. I, right. right. <laughs> Except for having now a block party. Before the snow. Right. <laughs> before the snow. I we have to talk about some hunker down recipes. I think six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you guys want to weigh in, I will tell you that Eric Eastman did send us the recipe for his mulled wine. And we're gonna put that on the pay- on the Facebook page and on the on the show page. Just letting you know, just dipping in, letting you know it's got peppercorns, allspice berries, cardamom pods, star anise pods, cinnamon, a couple strips of zest of orange and lemon zest, a little honey, a little sugar, and then some uh, guajillo chilies. Yeah, I love that idea. If you hit the bulk bin at the co-op, you can do a lot of those spices. Yeah, and uh, and then a little amaro to give it a little bite. Actually, at El Burrito Mercado. So. Yeah, yep. almonds. 
friends. I mean, I think that's kind of a fun. That seems like a really good rest. Literally, this is a good thing to be making today if you're going to be for today. You know, hunkered in tonight, and then and you know you could also do a little post about restaurants in Charleston. And he just texted me and said that Fig in Charleston is his parents. Oh, like, they very go there nice. every year, actually. Okay, so. Fig in Charleston. Charleston. That's but was, that very could good. be a cool question on the page. Just have people weigh in on their Savannah and Charleston. Yeah. Favorites. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be. I would love to know. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of the food tripping that I, you know, the whole like putting out the recommendations on the Facebook. Yeah. It's really funny because I don't ever do it, but I watch what everybody else Same. recommends for when other When people stuff. put those questions in the Fortify yeah. group on our Facebook, on Facebook, there's a group of, you know, basically food, foodists, as Smarch would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and people put questions like that in there. You can join that group. It's many, many, I don't think it's over a thousand people now. And that is a lot of food knowledge, especially restaurant eating out knowledge. Yeah, that is. That's true. That is a really good resource for, and you don't have to be a food blogger. Uh -uh. You can just join the group if you're just interested in food and, and, uh, do all that fun stuff. P.S. I did find another uh, Facebook group just last night. Have you guys heard about the ugly delicious, uh, thing on Netflix? It's David Chang's new show. Yes. Very interested. I might binge it tomorrow and see how it goes and maybe do a post on it. But there's Eater National has also put out a food, TV, and movie Facebook group. Oh, so you can join this if you are into like food movies chef's or table. yeah, Chef's Table, Mind of a Chef, or even just you know somebody was talking about Big Night, the movie, yes, and like yes. just having a love moment. And someone was saying things like, "Well, what's your you know what's the most annoying food scene in in a movie or things that people do?" And it was just it's kind of a fun group if you are video oriented and like watching those kind of things. It's a great discussion group, so that you can join like that. A blast! I know, yeah. I know. I thought that was interesting, and I think I'll put a link up on the page as well, just for everybody if they need it. But um, I have oh, one more recipe to throw into from the party. Okay, hold on, because okay. we do have. Oh, is she gone? Nope, never mind. Can, give us your oh, recipe. It's just if you go, we we had this amazing Carolina barbecue sauce for the ribs oh, that yes. I made but the recipe is on the food for my family blog if you search uh, Carolina mustard barbecue sauce it's Ole Olmanson's famous now famous barbecue sauce it's amazing it's super fast to make and it's basically delicious on everything that is I and that is kind of one of those that's a good sauce to have like in your back pocket and in the back of the, the fridge, fridge forever does it? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. I always feel like I On never, burgers. I always make too oh much and then I sort of want, you know, but I want it there. I want it at my ready so For that sure. I can have it. It's great. And the Carolina burgers. sauce is a little bit thinner. This one is, is pretty thick. This one isn't like that runny style. It's a little bit thicker. It's definitely yellow. Okay, cool. All right, you guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to start the second hour in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit.